Hello, Preppers. Welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. Don't forget to go to YouTube, find the channel, hit like and subscribe and share if you would, please. I'd like to thank a couple of my sponsors, the U.S. Law Shield. There's no way I could say anywhere near enough about U.S. Law Shield. I'm a member. I've been a member since July of 2017. I want to read you something on their website. Says your protection starts here. When you join U.S. Law Shield, you'll receive essential coverage, peace of mind, and a simple to understand plan that's affordable. Getting this much protection for such a low price makes perfect sense when you understand our heritage, our founding attorney's mission, and our passion to serve our community. Your coverage begins with 24 7, 365 attorney answered emergency hotline, non emergency access to independent program attorneys. You pay zero attorney fees, no caps, no hourly limits, and no deductibles for coverage events. For covered events, coverage for all legal weapons, state-specified educational videos, law updates, and online resources. All this and more for as little as ten ninety-five a month. And yet, that's what me and my wife pay. So we're extremely happy about it. It's a very affordable plan. They've got plans in case you travel a lot. If you don't travel a lot. You've got kids, you know, just you really need to give these folks a call. They know what they're doing. They've been in business long enough that they're good at what they do. So, I mean, just uslawshield.com is how you would find them on the Internet. Do yourself a favor. Give them a call and see what's going on. See if uh, they're right for you. And I can almost promise you they are. Next sponsor, I'd like to say thank you to. Nuvo H2O, that's spelt N-U-V-O-H, the number two, and the letter O, NuvoH2O.com. If you're looking for a under-the-sink filter, a whole house water filter system, whatever you're looking for, more likely they have it. They have very affordable payment plans. And the thing that sets Nuvo H2O apart from most other water filtration systems let me read this to you from their website. Hard water is one of our biggest water concerns for most homeowners across the country. About 85% of us are afflicted with this kind of water and the conditions that come with it. The old-fashioned way to get rid of your hard water was to use an ion exchange system, more commonly known as a salt-based water softener. There are several drawbacks to a system like this. They are bulky, inconvenient, wasteful, requiring the lugging of heavy and lifting heavy salt bags. And because they are terrible for the environment they are banned in some states hard water can cause damage to your home appliances leaving scale also known as hard water deposits and drain your bank account nuvo h2o uses a citric charge a proprietary citrus based formula to soften water rather than salt brine like i say uh, you really need to give them a call you can look them up nuvo h2o.com or you can call with questions uh, 877-688-6426, Nouveau H2O. All right, if you would, grab me a pen and piece of paper. You're going to want to write some stuff down here in a minute. Uh, today's topic is the chicken conspiracy. Now, I know that sounds funny, and by the time this is all said and done, I'm going to sound insane, but that's okay. I don't care. Just uh, grab a pen and piece of paper. As we get into this, you're going to want to take some notes at the very end. I've got a couple of recipes for homemade chicken feed that 
you will probably more than likely be interested in having. Yeah, after the podcast is over, you'll understand why I'm giving you those two recipes that I researched. All right. How is it that nationwide, possibly even worldwide, almost all chickens stop laying eggs anywhere from three months to a year? And I've been researching the crap out of this. There are chicken farmers, home-based, you know, hobby farm type farmers that are saying the same thing. It's not just commercial chicken growers. It's also the hobby farmers like myself. And our chickens stopped laying eggs for three months. We started to blame it on the drought because of how hot it got. And, of course, we took precautionary measures. We went and got some water misters and put out in the yard for them. They have a massive shade tree. So getting out of direct sun obviously helps keeping them in the shade. And then we added two water misters out there in the yard for them. If they still felt that they were hot, even in the shade, they could walk underneath the water misters and kind of cool themselves off. That may sound like we're pampering our chickens. The only thing we actually did was keep them alive. We did not lose one single chicken during the drought. And I know a lot of people said that they lost either their entire flock or they lost a large portion of their flock from the drought of 2022. And of course, 2022 is not the uh, be-all, end-all in the history books of Oklahoma drought. But it was bad enough that a lot of people lost some, some chickens. I'm sure some rabbits were lost along the way goats maybe i haven't researched all the damage but today we're talking about chickens the research i have done all says the same thing it's the commercial food we buy and right now if you go on youtube everybody says stay away from tractor supplied chicken feed it's you know causing your chickens to not lay eggs either it's missing a nutrient or it's sabotage or it's whatever it is we don't buy our chicken feed from tractor supply so i'm not going to run them in the ground I'm going to run in the ground commercialized chicken feed. You don't really care where you buy it. You could buy it at Atwood. You could buy it at Tractor Supply. You could buy it at the co-op. I don't know. really don't care. Wherever you buy it, if you're feeding your chickens commercial chicken feed and they stopped laying eggs, then it's time to change the feed. Before we get into the homemade chicken feed, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for you real quick. I want to run an idea by you. Like I said, it's going to make me sound completely insane. Uh, big time conspiracy nut. Go ahead and be prepared to laugh at me a little. That's okay. I'll laugh at myself plenty. So what if this was a government-sanctioned trial to see if they could control egg production? You notice I started that sentence off with what if. I didn't say they did. I said what if they did. Now, this uh, may sound far-fetched for many people. It doesn't sound far-fetched for me at all. I'm very conservative. And I've been around long enough to see the stupidity that our government has pulled on the American people. If we'll all remember a time back to swine flu where all those hogs were slaughtered. I mean, I'm no veterinarian. I'm no expert on animals and their health. I know how to keep them alive and keep them thriving. But as far as what makes them sick and how to get them well, that's something I'd probably have to do as I went along, or research as I went along. So if it is a government-sanctioned trial, and once again, 10 out here, it disturbs me that if the government actually did this, somehow they ordered something to be changed in the commercial chicken feed factories. Hey, either add more of this, add less of that, don't put this in there, do put that in there, whatever, however it worked. And they did this as a test run to see how many uh, 
eggs they could reduce or chickens they could kill per se with feed then well i think that would disturb just about anybody if it was a trial run for chickens then what is next that's my next question for you if it was what's next and back to like i just said you remember the swine flu slaughter of 2009 and 2021 2021 didn't make the headlines anywhere near like the 2009 uh, swine flu quote-unquote epidemic when it hit the news is all over there's news article after news article after news article about hog farmers the government coming in oh this particular hog tested positive for swine flu and they just just slaughter every piece of livestock he had every last bit of it uh, obviously you feel bad for the the hog farmer because that's his livelihood I'm sure they've got employees that help them. That's their jobs. And to see those jobs and that business basically erased, how would you come back from that? That would be horrible. I wouldn't want to be a hog farmer for anything during 2009. So once again, just bear with me. I know I sound insane. That's, that's okay. I don't mind. It won't be the first time I've been called crazy. Now we have the avian flu. The chickens are being killed and burned by the thousands. Does anybody else find it awful funny, the coincidence of the 2022-2023 avian flu and the Connecticut chicken farm fire that last I checked still isn't explained as to how the fire started. But if I remember correctly, the, the numbers of either 5,000 or 50,000 chickens died in that fire. Yet again, this is some more of my tinfoil hat what if this was government sanctioned way of controlling the masses food supply and by masses i am talking about the everyday average joe here in the united states the hard-working people that try to make every dollar count type masses if that was where will it end and i ask that question a second time where will it end if the government could come in and demand that well you've got one chicken that test positive for avian flu, we have to kill your entire flock, even if it's a hobby farm like mine. And I'm talking like a dozen chickens. Well, that's not as horrible of a hit, except at the date of this podcast, where we normally buy our chickens, they're not selling chickens right now. Yet again, some more about what if it's government controlled. If it is government control of our food, what's next? What else will they control? What happens when the so-called experts decide that wheat is dangerous? What about corn? What about soybean? Cattle? Etc. 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 Seems to me that if the government deems something bad, evil, infected, contagious, whatever word you want to put on it, in whatever type of sentence, uh, seems like they have total control over us. So. Once again, big, huge what if. Yeah, my tinfoil my hat's fitting a little tight today. I, I got it. Don't worry. Of course, by now, I sound crazy, but what if I'm right? If you've grabbed your pen and paper, and this is going to be a relatively short podcast. I'm fixing to give you two recipes. I'm going to let you soak on my what if theory. And, I mean, as I keep preaching in almost every podcast, for the love of God, do your own homework. Do your own research. What I say is not chiseled in stone anywhere on this planet or any other planet. This is 
hypothetical what ifs, and it's a way to get you to thinking, well, if Tom was right, and the government does have that much control over our food supply, what do I need to do to not have to worry about their control? And a good example for me is now that I've found these two recipes for chicken feed, I don't worry anymore about commercially bought chicken food as a wife and I will make our own chicken food and feed it to them. And the funny thing is after I switched their feed, the very next day, they started laying eggs. The very next day. So we're not up to par. We're not up to the same uh, daily amount of eggs as what we were, but we're getting there. It's just the, the mere fact that I can't call a coincidence. I got them off commercial feed, started feeding them homemade feed, and now they're laying eggs again. So I can, I'm really, really curious about the commercial feed. Yet again, like I said, I'm not going to bash Tractor Supply. I'm not going to bash Atwoods. They sell these products as goods. They do not make the feed. They only sell it. So wherever it's made, whoever made it, and whoever had a hand in the chicken feed that caused all these chickens to stop laying eggs. All right, so recipe number one I found online. And due to the, where I live uh, in southwest Oklahoma, there some of this stuff is super easy to find, and some of it, not so much. So let me give you the hard recipe first. The first, recipe number one. Now, everything is based on a 50-pound sack. So as I give you this recipe, don't worry about weighing this out and weighing that out. Almost everything is open the bag, dump it in a barrel, mix it up. All right, based on a 50-pound sack, you need soybean meal. Uh, soybean meal is not something that I can find where I'm at right now. I've looked at the co-op, I've looked at Atwoods, I've looked at Tractor Supply, no such luck. But I want you to write that down. That is one-third of a 50 pound sack for this recipe. You need one third of a 50 pound sack of soybean meal. Next item on the recipe is whole wheat, one 50 pound bag. Whole wheat is also something that I cannot find where I'm at, which is really funny because I live right in the middle of wheat and cotton country and cattle country. But if you go to the co-op to buy a whole wheat, they can't sell it to you because apparently farmers signed up some government agreement for whatever it is they do you know we'll pay you x number of dollars a bushel but you have to sell us every bushel you make type of agreements what i'm understanding so whole wheat i cannot find it couldn't find it at atwoods couldn't find it at tractor supply co-op said no we're not going to sell you any we have literally thousands of tons of it we're not going to sell you a pound so whole wheat is item number two on the list item number three 50 pound bag of rolled oats put the whole bag in there and the last item on the on the menu for this is a 50 pound bag of whole corn put the whole bag in there so to cap it off real quick one 50 pound bag of whole corn one 50 pound bag of rolled oats one 50 pound bag of whole wheat and one third of a 50 pound bag of soybean meal now giving you the hard recipe find I wanted you to have that because maybe you live somewhere where you can go to the local co-op and you can buy soybean meal super easy maybe they sell a whole wheat by the 50 pound bags maybe this recipe is exactly right for you and the second recipe maybe you can't find some of the stuff so you have two different recipes either way 
recipe number two, which is what I am using, the wife and I are actually physically using this recipe because we couldn't find half of what we needed in the first recipe. Recipe number two, and I'm going to call it the easy recipe because co-op, Atwoods, and Tractor Supply carry all four ingredients. And these are also based on 50-pound bags. Now, you don't have to worry about any one-thirds. This is the whole bag of every item on the list. Uh, first ingredient you need, calf manna. And that is, yeah, that's spelled M-A-N-N-A. Calf manna, 50-pound bag. Rolled oats, 50-pound bag. Range feed, all stocks, range feed. 30 seconds and all stock means it's a supplement that you can give to chickens turkeys goats cattle whatever give it to your horses all stock range feed 5 slash 32 and the 532 530 seconds only denotes the size of the pellet and the 530 seconds is plenty small enough that your chickens don't have won't have any problems pecking at it and digesting it and a 50 pound bag of corn so let me recap that for you again real quick. 50 pounds calf manna, 50 pounds rolled oats, 50 pounds all stock range feed, 530 seconds, and 50 pounds of whole corn. If you're new to raising chickens, a lot of people think that, well, if you put the whole corn out there, that's an awful big piece of food for them to break down, and it's rock hard. Trust me, your chickens can break that down. If you want to use cracked corn, it wouldn't hurt anything. I would not throw 50 pounds of cornmeal in there as a replacement. I would use either whole corn or cracked corn. Just whichever one you can get your hands on. But 50 pounds of each bag, four items on each menu. One menu is hard to find all the ingredients to, and the other one's pretty easy for where I am. It might be different from where you are. Mix this up. Feed them the normal amount that you normally feed them. See what happens. I mean, if they're still not laying eggs as of the, you listening to the sound of my voice right now while you're listening to it, and you have the means to go out and buy these ingredients, mix this all up, and tomorrow you give them the new feed, the homemade feed, whichever version you went with, I don't care. As long as it works, Keep that rope down somewhere, stick it on your refrigerator, put it in your wallet, commit it to memory, whatever it is you got to do. If that starts your chickens to laying eggs again, then you're the wiser for it. And keep in mind that almost every co-op, Atwoods, Tractor Supply, whatever your farm supply store is where you live, is more than likely going to have four matching of all total eight ingredients. And by all eight ingredients, one recipe has four, the other recipe has four. Somehow, some way, you should be able to find a working recipe between the two and be able to buy the stuff that you need to make it. Put it in a plastic barrel like I did. I've got a 33-gallon plastic trash can. It holds every bit of it. I stirred it up as I went, put a couple scoops of each one in, stirred it, put a couple more scoops of each one in, stirred it. So I mix it as I went, and now I have just a hair under 200 pounds of chicken feet sitting in this plastic barrel. So storage is not going to be a problem. Uh, feeding it to the chickens isn't going to be a problem. They love it. They dive right, right head first into it. They absolutely love it. And they are laying eggs.
Thank you for listening. As always, stay safe. God bless.